Post, yeah. sir. Yeah. Okay. That's how, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Now, I hope we're not going to Shanghai, gentlemen. I hope we're all not going to die. But viva Igalo. Viva Igalo. Viva Igalo. Welcome to the St. Louis Red Army Podcast. I'm your host, Rhett Oldham, along with the rest of the crew. That's Ryan Cassout, Matt Hutchinson, and PK, Patrick Kelly. Uh, we also have uh, numerous people out on assignment, but we, won't care. we don't care about those guys. All right. So, all right. <laughs> but listen, uh, guys, we haven't done this for a while, man. We've had a lot going on, uh, both professionally and personally. And we are so glad to be back, and we have so much to talk about. Uh, in fact, the first thing we're going to talk about, PK, I'm going to start with you. Out of the three chants, the new chants, uh, Viva Igalo, Bruno, 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 or We've Seen It All, which of those are your favorite? We've seen it all. We're Manchester United. We're the biggest club in the world. We have seen it all. And that's my favorite. Igalo's great. I love that. The Bruno, Bruno, Bruno is a little simple for me. Um, but we've seen it all. We're Manchester United. We're the biggest club in the world. Deal with it. All right, Ryan, what do you have to say, man? What is your favorite chant out of those three? I can agree with a lot with PK, and I know Bruno's simple, but when's the last chant that any player's been compared to Cristiano? That's why I love it. That's <laughs> why I absolutely love it. Yeah. Okay, Matt, what do you say, man? What's, what's your favorite of the three? I got to go with the Agala chant. It, you know, it's tough times right now, but you got to have some laughter in there too, so. Absolutely love that. Love the humor that uh, our fans came up with. For that. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Bruno, Bruno, bro. You knew that was going to be my favorite chant. I've been screaming for Bruno uh, uh, Fernandez now for how long, guys? And uh, since 1998. That's <laughs> 1998, essentially. That's right. <laughs> Even yeah, that's, that's exactly right, man. God, so, he's that young. <clears throat> oh man, I tell you so. So, but uh, guys, yeah. So that is definitely my favorite chant. But those three are great. I cannot wait. To go to Amsterdam Tavern. I'm actually going to jump to that part right now, guys. I, you know, it's it's weird for a grown man to say this. I miss going to the dam. I miss mm-hmm. seeing my friends. I miss seeing uh, the bartenders. I miss the atmosphere, the sounds. I mean, there are so many things that I miss about the Amsterdam. Uh, Ryan, when you think about the Amsterdam, uh, when you think about maybe great moments, like some of your favorite things that have ever happened at the Amsterdam. Uh, why don't you give us like, and all you guys think about this, Ryan, what would be your favorite Amsterdam Tavern memory? Man, it's, it's hard from coming there for the first time with uh, the mayor, my brother, Dan Cassout, um, to sing in the 12 days of Cantona with <laughs> Red Odom, our gracious host. I mean, we're going to talk about the, uh, Ten, hopefully we'll have enough time. It's just a whole <laughs> thing. People are looking at us like we were crazy singing that thing, but, uh, it's just standing out there in the cold as it was. Cause my, you know, my brother was a baby. couldn't sit in a bar, just being huddled up with you guys. Everybody's <laughs> got their winter coats on or our feet are absolutely freezing. So, and we've done that several times, but those have to be the absolute just best of times kind of suffering out there in the cold, watching the game with all the mates. Wait, uh, Matt, your favorite memory of the day. Yeah, both of mine were actually Derby days, and the, the first one was when Rain, Wayne Rooney uh, bicycle kicked uh, to win us the game. You know, there was only about four of us in the bar, and three of us reunited, and I think there was like one or two city fans. So that morning, and then the other one that stands out, and I know I'm going to be critical later on the podcast, but that morning when Pogba ended up getting us a comeback against City, and, and we were all there, and that was just that was a nuts morning, and <clears throat> I was about ready to leave that game I and mean, we, we just looked mm-hmm. awful for the longest time during that game so that comeback was so much fun and to be there with you guys during it it was it was a great memory uh, pk favorite memory at the amsterdam there's too many to count i mean there's bradley's goal against mexico in the world cup qualifier for 2010 uh, that was an afternoon game i had to look up how to get there because i hadn't been there in a while but that was like in 2008 2009 um it just every time you walk in there the bartenders hey and it's not hey what do you need to drink it's hey how you been you know, they, they asked that second question, which I always appreciate about Billy and Stelzer and all the boys and Lyle. Um, you know, there's so many great memories that some are, some are great, some are fuzzy. Some I, I was told I was there. <laughs> uh, but, man, I, I, you guys will get through this. It's tough on everyone being a Soulardian. I, I just left Big Daddy's um, picking up some dinner. Um, they're doing carry out. <clears throat> just seeing that dynamic of the bar world stuff right now is painful. But uh, you know what? You guys are going to get through it. 
Um, guys, I tell you, one of my favorite memories of the dam is uh, just recently uh, the one-one Liverpool match when we were sorely outnumbered by Scousers, and we all just went there and decided, all right, boys, we're going to chant and sing all match long. We did. The bar was uh, the the Scousers were quiet, and we just uh, came together. And my other one is a great Scouser memory when uh, Sean Tracy brought out um, uh, upstairs up there in the dam's West Wing. Oh, <laughs> that, oh yeah. Oh, that was great. Sean, Sean brought that out, I'm sure. Yeah, y'all most definitely. That was great. But, uh, yeah. And so it was just a phenomenal memory and one of my favorite ones. Guys, the reason why I brought this up is uh, at the Amsterdam Tavern, uh, since you know our boys are out of work right now, uh, the Spurs, they got together and put together our GoFundMe page. Uh, I sent out information to the West Ham guys. Uh, Brawley Darwin, uh, man, he's just a great guy there. Dane uh, sent a message out uh, to, uh, oh, I'm trying to think who else, but just a lot of, oh, Phil, uh, Man City Phil, and we have raised over $1,800 along with some other supporter groups uh, to, uh, to help our boys along. Just really, really proud of the soccer community for that happening. So, PK, since uh, you, you were talking about uh, going to Big Daddy's, get something to eat, uh, you can still support the Amsterdam Tavern, though. Uh, let our listeners know how you can do that. I see that they're uh, doing beers and growlers to go. So you can pick up your favorite local beers and whatever they have on tap in your growler um, and make sure you take care of the bartender that is taking care of that for you. Yeah, most definitely. So I thought <clears> that, that was awesome. All right, so let's move on here, guys. Uh, the next thing is, and here's the big thing, we're, we're all just uh, suffering from footy withdrawal. And, I mean, it's so bad. I see that one of the biggest spectator sports on television right now are marbles. Uh, people are watching marble races, which is <laughs> unbelievable. But it's true. I, I just, just read wow. that. Yeah. So, but with that being said, we also want to keep people safe and uh, our players safe and our fans and supporters. And so uh, the thoughts on when the Prem's going to reboot, Matt, uh, you know, we got a lot of things to consider here, of course, uh, you know, with player contracts and, uh, scheduling the games and starting the 20, uh, 2020, 2021 season. But what are your thoughts on when the season will actually get rebooted? What, what do you think about that, Matt? Well, you know, I thought there was a shot that maybe they're going to try and get done, uh, get it up and going in June. I mean, we've been hearing about them trying to shift the European schedule around. And, um, you know, I think they realize that the season does have an impact on everything else that's going to follow after it. And then today, or the announcement that the Olympics were going to get postponed to 2021, I think that puts really every sport right now that it was in the midst of a season in jeopardy. You know, obviously the Olympics are on a different scale than the Premier League or the NHL or other things. But if we're talking about, you know, moving an event that big back, then I just don't see how Europe, who, you know, England's just kind of seems to be a few weeks behind where we're at with the virus, how they're going to be able to get the season uh, finished. So I'm actually leaning towards it getting canceled. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? It's hard to say. It's hard to predict. I mean, this whole thing, it kind of, it almost changes day by day, even in our own country with what we have going on here. But um, you'd almost have to spend a whole hour talking about the impact, not only from the Premier League to the championship, down to the lower leagues. Um, there is money for this, for stuff that is set up like this. The Premier League, um, I'm not sure how okay they would be. The money that they have for the TV contractors is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, we could survive the hit. The top clubs could possibly survive the hit, but these lower clubs, they could do it. I don't think they could survive the hit. It's tens, twenties, 30 millions of dollars mean to these clubs. And then once you get down in the, the championships here and then down in the other leagues, match days are absolutely their books. I mean, everybody's book right now just goes to zero. Those clubs down lower are profiting. They would be a lot of these clubs would be decimated. So I think it's a too big to fail. I think even if they have to start it in July, they will. And I think because of the how long of a break it's been, that it sounds ridiculous right now. But they would get those matches in, and then there'd be only a two week break, and you start up a new season. Uh, so PK, so let's say that there's no season, and I, <clears> I hate <throat> saying this, but I, I feel like I, I have to say this. So. Uh, so there's no season. What what does the Prem do uh, as far as you can't give Liverpool a title? 
<laughs> but you, on conversely, though, can you relegate Norwich? Can you deny leads from promotion? Ha 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 ha! Almost evil laugh. So, so PK, what do you do, man? It's a great situation as a United fan. It's the best of both worlds. Leeds come stays down. Liverpool's denied the title. But uh, what what do you think they do? How does this play out? I think it's very different from American sports where you have promotion relegation. I, I think the smartest thing that they did was move the Euro out a year. Um, and they did that early. Yep. That gives you a much bigger window um, to be able to close this this season in. I mean, the lower clubs and, and the major clubs, TV revenue is pretty flat. I mean, you're gonna the big clubs, whoever is going to make their money, but it's it's pretty well shared amongst the clubs. Um, but the ticket revenue stuff, they need to get the games in. And, and the real question is when the, when's the league going to come back? I think it's it's not going to be decidedly when the clubs wanted to come back. I think it's going to be when the fans wanted to come back because let's say six weeks from now, they say, yep, virus gone. Are you comfortable going to a game yet? I'm flying over. I don't care. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, flying, it's just... I'm, flying, I'm flying over, man. You kidding? Uh, PK, yeah. we talked, PK and I talked about it. So a weekend match, a midweek match, a weekend And match. that's what they might have to do is do a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday for, oh, you know, six oh, weeks. Oh. You go over two weeks, man. You can watch like 15 games, man. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and that might be the case where they just do Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. You know, they get those 10 games in, and then you have your champion. You start that in June. You're done mid-July. You start the league in August like you usually do. You just you skip the, the summer tours that they like to go on holiday for. Well, I, but, also, uh, I also think that you could probably push – the season back to mid September because you know that the prem uh, always starts so early, and so they do. yeah. So I think that you could actually push the season back. Matt, you were going to chime in on something. Well, actually, so I, I was. I'm wondering. You, PK brings up a good point about the you know they won't do the tours. I don't think the clubs like doing the tours. I think the ownership likes it because I think it mm-hmm. builds the brand. But I don't think the players and the managers like traveling. Do you think the players would be better off having, you know, finishing up a short, you know, uh, uh, a season in a matter of a few weeks, getting a couple weeks off and then jumping right well, back it, in? Do you think that was would be this better? the year that they were going to do the winter break? It might be. Oh, uh, uh, I no, 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 no. I don't think that was official. And then my next question yeah. is Euro. Everyone's qualified for Euro, so you can limit the international weekends. Boy, that's a lot of toll on your players, True. though. But and they're going to play in some of those games anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they're going to they're going to travel more and, and all of that. So I, you know, I, I think moving the Euro puts them in a prime spot to finish the season and then give them a pretty good window to to start next season. Maybe not on time, but maybe catch up by by January. So Ryan, to, Ryan, wait. I, well, go if, ahead. If anything's been learned, the FA, how they've always been, mm-hmm. they're going to get it done. They're not going to care internationally. Your Euros where you have to go. They're going to get their league. Well, Ryan, I was going to ask you. Okay, so so we're talking about the prem right now because that's what we focus on. But uh, your, you know, your uh, mother country, uh, Italy, is going through a massive uh, problem there with the coronavirus, and it's just getting worse. When does when does series terrible? It's heartbreaking. When, when do they come back and play, Bub? It doesn't. I don't think it does. I don't know. I mean, it's. The stories you hear just, you know, my, my heart breaks. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I think it's, it's bad enough. It's that country. It's, it's changed forever. I think the world's changed forever, but especially up there, it's just ungodly what they're going through. Um, and it's, it's, it's the same problem. It's the same problem. I mean, everybody, the sponsors are not gonna, they're not going to pay the clubs. They're just not going to. So they're going to be definitely having the same problem, but I think it's so bad up there, Rhett. You know, especially in the north, you know, where, um, where Milan, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's worst. It's it's I don't know how they how they even finish. And you look at Germany, who hasn't been affected as badly. Um, Spain, it was pretty rough, of course, too, on that. But you have to think, you know, those countries will come back. But Italy, I hadn't even heard anything. What Syria is going to do from out there? So That's too. just how bad. So. All right, boys. So you know, uh, we could talk about Corona all day, but we definitely don't want to do that. And we're going to move on. And talking about, let's look at uh, what Ole has brought to the club as far as the signings in 2019-2020. And we really, uh, when I was watching the, uh, we're going to talk about it later, the Derby, 
uh, from a few years back and look at the different faces on the club uh, so quickly from that la- from that derby on Sunday morning. Uh, so, man, I want to start with you. So let's look at the, the signings we've had. So Bruno, Igalo, Daniel James, Juan Bissaka, and Harry Maguire. All right, so out of those, out of those five, who's had the greatest impact for the longest amount of time? Matt, let's start with you. <clears throat> well, he, he's been here, you know, the shortest, except for Igalo, but it's it's been Bruno. I mean, I think Bruno's only there's only been one game we've lost since we've had Bruno. Am I am I right? I don't think I don't think we've game? lost. We need a stats intern. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no doubt. No, I think we've won. I think we've won, we've won or tied 10, and I don't think we've lost with him. Yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, this team looked completely flat. We're, we're shaking our heads going, we've got this front three attack that, that really ought to be putting in a ton of goals, and they just can't seem to get anything done. And we finally got to the point, it's like, well, there, there is no Pogba, and, and we just don't have the players there in the midfield to, to really, you know, keep the attack on. You throw Bruno out there, Fred looks like he's a legit Premier League player now. The one guy we all thought was dead and written off has now arguably become one of our best players. So I think that alone, you look at what he's done to Fred, and, and now McTominay's getting healthy and coming back and looking good, and it's it's given the ball to Martial. Martial's goals are starting to bang in. Guys, this has all happened without Rashford playing. I mean, just think what's going to happen when Rashford's out there. It's going to make him look a lot better. A lot of pressure is going to be off of him, so – Hands down, it's been it's been Bruno and kudos to Rhett. Rhett's been you know calling for Bruno since before I even knew who Bruno was, and I think a lot of us had no no clue who this this kid was. And he's come in, he's completely changed how he looked, and he's made Ali look like a complete genius now. So uh, it, it easily for him. Okay, for- but, which is good. I love Bruno's swagger. Uh, I mean, he has people didn't realize that Boy, mm-hmm. the swagger he's brought to the club has just elevated everybody around him which is why i love bruno pk who's your who's your pick you know i it all starts with harry mcguire uh, we don't get bruno without mcguire he he's you're seeing ole slowly get manchester united players not the biggest name out there like a paul pogba um i i think he's calmed De Gea down a little bit i mean he's still getting the yips a little bit but uh you know, he's he's the one that says, yeah, I'll wear the armband for Manchester United. Yeah, I'll play center back. Yeah, I'll help us get out of the back and possess. I'll direct traffic. And, and that's what you needed. We didn't have that for some Phil Jones isn't going to do that. Um, Phil Smalling's, Jones, Phil Jones. <laughs> I had to mention him. Uh, <laughs> Always believe in Phil. Okay, that's enough. And, and then, you know, Mike Smalling. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, right. You know, he, he, he was a great center back, but he wasn't a leader. And, and I, I, I don't think you get Bruno when, if you don't get Maguire. I, I'm convinced of it. And I, that's why I think Maguire is, you know, our captain for the long run here. And he gets the club. He gets what the club means to the fans and, and to play for the badge. And that's why he's my pick. PK, uh, there was a great article on The Athletic, hashtag plug. Five, hashtag five dollars a month. It's it's great investment. But uh, there was a great article that said when we played, uh, oh, who who were we playing uh, the five nil match? What, what, what team was that? Uh, oh, it's, the game with a B, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was like in Austria or something, right? Yeah, yeah, behind closed doors. And so we're playing that club, and uh, nobody's around. And the voice that you heard over and over and over again is Harry Maguire directing traffic. Huh? And so And so they said, he, very, very vocal guy. And so uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Ryan, who's your guy? Ryan? Did we lose him? Uh, we might have lost him. Okay, that's okay. Uh, guys, I, it's really hard. This is pretty crazy to think. Alask, by the way. By the way L-A-S-K. There L-A- we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but I, I tell you what, guys, out of all these people that, that we're talking about, how can you not say Juan Basaka? That dude is the best. I think he is the best right back in world football right now. Can you see how he is? Uh, <clears throat> he shut down. Yeah. I mean, it, it just totally shuts it down. I mean, the tackles when they they uh, when they do like a, a a loop of all his tackles, 
that guy is just a beast in world football. Uh, in fact, he's still he's still pulling Raheem Sterling out of the lint out of his pocket. All right, from, from that <laughs> and we haven't played for two weeks. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, uh, I think all. But you know what's great, guys? We can have a conversation about Daniel James. Daniel you know, James. He has the, most most assists in, uh, on the uh, on Manchester United this season. All right, uh, Ryan, what, who's your guy? Can you guys hear me again? Good, uh, Daniel James. You're back. I'm back. Great. I'm not sure happened there. Sorry, guys. Um, boy, I did love Daniel James beginning. That guy was just absolutely incredible. Um, I don't think any of us expected him to be starting week in and week out. That's for sure. I think he's been a little overused. That's why he's kind of gone down, but. No, I believe he has six mm-hmm. assists. He does have the most on our team in the Premier League. It's not even close, really, to what he's been producing. So um, I do love him, but my guy's got to be AWB. Um, he's the best tackler, I think, in the world. I, I can't really think of anybody else who could tackle like him. And uh, I was talking to Red off air about a week ago. He is starting to get a hell of a lot better on the ball. That's mm-hmm. what he was kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. You could just see that he wasn't playing um, – as well moving forward with the ball or even putting in passes or any crosses. But he's a real deal, guys, and it's incredible. And um, all the coaches, they don't want to put their wingers against him. Guys, I, I want everybody to jump in on this. But uh, everybody, when we signed Gallo, people were really uh, underwhelmed, although he did have 18 goals in the, in the Prem. But let me tell you what, that first goal against Lask, did you see that? I mean, he, ca- he catches the ball on his toe, on his right toe, juggles it from left to right, back to left, and bangs it in the upper left-hand corner. That was sheer class. Uh, tell me Rom- Romelu Lukaku would have scored that same goal, PK. Absolutely not. Egal is fun because he's at the end of his career. I've always liked him. I, th- I always thought he was a good player. Um, but he's at the end of the career. He's playing for his dream club. And he's got nothing to lose. He's, he's, he's enjoying playing for the badge, which is Ole's message. Mm-hmm. And Egalo's been great since he got here because – He's a little kid again. He's going to enjoy it. He, you know, I hope we sign him to a permanent deal till the end of his career, but he's going to enjoy it while he's here. And it's a great off-season pickup or a mid-season pickup. But, you know, again, just reiterates, he's bringing in people that want to play for Manchester United. Not the best, not the most flashy, not the ones with the color in their hair, but the guys that want to play for the badge. That's his third or fourth signing in a row that's done this. No Maybe doubt. fifth. Yeah, uh, Ryan? Do we sign Igalo on a permanent deal? Yes or no? Uh, if it doesn't cost us any more than six or seven million, absolutely. I don't think we have really a backup. If it costs us twelve, do it. Uh, I love him, but here's the thing, um, and it's it's kind of the same thing with Bruno, and it might be heresy to say this, but we haven't seen all of that much. We we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, just because we always get really, as United fans, the first time we see a player make a run, score worldly, do whatever. We jump out of our seats just because we haven't seen it in so long. So, you know, although the guy has done well since he's gotten here, it's just it's not the finished piece of work. I'd like to see a little bit more. But we don't have anybody backing anything up. But not to say but eight million times, but when we bring him in, it's kind of the same deal as it was last year. When we play Lukaku, we have to play this certain style of football. When we play in Gallo, we do have to play a little bit differently. Ryan, you can say butt as many times you want to, as long as you say Nicky butt. <laughs> Nicky butt. Nicky butt. Nicky butt. Well, Nicky butt. Nicky butt. That's right. So, but, all right. Uh, hey, Matt, at this point, uh, I want you to find the, uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the sound effect that says, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. That car says, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> to the, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. All right. Asking questions no one wants to hear. All right. And I'm going to set Matt up with a softball here. All, All right. right. Okay, Matt, here you, here you go, Matt. Thank you. Here you go. Of course, course Matt is our resident T-ball man. And so, you know, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. So, all right. So, Matt, here we go. Should United sign Paul Pogba to an extension? <laughs> no, you didn't. There we go. All right. 
how, how long we got? Let's see. Uh, 30 seconds. No, go ahead, man. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. And in my opinion on him, I, I, I've said it before, so I'm, I'm not going to belabor the point, but I, I defended Pogba through and through with everything going on. I, I thought that the Mourinho was, was the cause of the problem, and I, I, I still think he, he was to an extent, but I just don't think Paul Pogba is going to have his heart dedicated to any club he's at. I think he's more concerned about himself as a brand, as an image. Um, I, I don't think he's going to really ever be at one place and be the guy and the guy that they build a statue for and, and the legend that is, you know, goes down in history for, for one club. I, his true colors showed when they asked him in the summer about, you know, what his thoughts were for his future. And he started talking about new challenges. What bigger challenge is there than trying to get United back to the top right now in world football? There is none. So I, I, I don't think he's done anything to prove otherwise that he wants to be here. I think he's a liability. And I think with him, you can get addition by subtraction. I think you got to let him go. And, and even if you got to take a loss in the side rather than, take the loss, move on, and trying to deal with his drama. PK, man. Pogba, Bruno, Jack Grealish. Let me dream now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh, <laughs> man, oh, man. And with, with the front three running at you like that, <clears throat> with Rashford, uh, Greenwood, and Martial, whoa, come on now. Paul Pogba is one of the best long ball passers <clears throat> in the world football. PK, what do you think? Hey, you know what? Ship Pogba out, put McTominay in. Whoa! I, as much as I, lo- I love the the Bruno and all that package, uh, you need you need a standing midfielder. That's McTominay. He's proved he's going to play for the badge over and over. Um, you know that front three is absolutely terrifying, and they're young. They're 24, 20, 20 16, 18, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. They're young and terrifying. And if you keep that core playing English Premier League soccer the next two three years together, holy cats, they're going to be good. They're they're going to be scary good, and, and you got You've got Liverpool who's about to fall apart and age out. You've got City who is falling apart and aging out. That leaves us, and that leaves us with four or five years left on contracts and, and, and legs to go dominate again and, and beat Manchester United again. Hashtag Jaden Sancho. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> you had it. Yeah, I know, man. Hey, Dream big, yeah, man. Dream big, buddy. I, I, we're signing them all, babe. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm I'm playing FIFA 2020 right now. The boys in those putting them putting in those cheat codes. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm telling you guys, Zlatan at age 28, man, he's my central striker right now. I'm telling you. Put him a goal. He'll save everything with his nose. That's right. He's right. And so Ryan, would you, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to ask everybody the same question, but Pog was kind of a big deal. And so Ryan, would, would, what do you think? Because I mean, here we just watched the Derby. He has two goals, bang bang. I mean, he changes the complexion of the games. You know, pulls pulls United up by the bootstraps and says, "Let's go." I mean, is that the guy we're going to get, or are we going to get this Mino Rioli guy that's you know constantly you know you know driving us cra- crazy? What do you think? Here's my thing. I mean, everybody knows my thing, my thoughts on Pogba. I still love the guy. Paul Pogba was the best player Manchester United had last year, period. He had more goals than anybody, and he had he was second assist. That's it. That's stats, period, whether you like him or not. Until we got Bruno Fernandez, a 75% Paul Pogba was better than anybody out on the pitch. That's a fact. The other thing is what people always say, we'll just sell him. We'll get, you know, we'll get two players or three players. It's also a fact. Manchester United does $30 million net spends every year. You can go look at the stats. That's what they do. We don't sell Pogba and we don't go $200, $300 million in transfers. It never, ever happens that way. It'll just pay for Bruno Fernandez and maybe we'll get some other guy. But the one other thing real quick is this team was built around Paul Pogba. That's what this team has been built around. That's why we've gotten the guys we've gotten. We didn't get mcguire just to get mcguire or awb or james or even bruno i think they all had in mind that this team was built around paul pogba and if he could be half the man or three quarters of the man he is next year to get us in a spot to where we start contending i don't give two craps what he says in the media okay up or down here guys here we go paul pogba sell him in the summer or sell him you know whenever 
can you get a hundred million foreign PK? Yes or no? Oh, hundred percent. I think you get 120, 130. Matt. Yeah, I think you get a hundred million. I, I think it's overreaction. I think you're only going to get. What do you think? What do you think, Ryan? Yes or no? After ever after all of this and what's kind of happened, nobody's going to have a hundred hundred twenty million dollars to spend. Mm. That's my boys. Point. Here's another thing too, and I want you to keep this in mind, and we'll move on. Is that Paul Pogba has to sign an extension? He has to sign. He has to play a full season for him to be able to play in Euro 2021. If he does not have a good season, he's not playing for France. That's going to be a motivated Paul Pogba. And there's a there's Great a point. huge article a couple couple weeks ago about Paul Pogba being from France. What do you think about Paul Pogba now? And it's just like he's the guy that brought us to the World Cup, won us the World Cup, and what has he done since then? Yeah, Squanto. No. It's been two years. It's been two years. He's you know been hurt dancing at his brother's wedding. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ryan, Ryan, our ne- our, no, my next no, you didn't. Did Manchester United's medical staff let Cue down? Excuse me. Did Manchester United's medical staff let down Marcus Rashford with a second back injury? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, and they let down Paul Pogba too. There's no doubt about it. Um, Ole was squeezed. He didn't know quite how to handle it. He knew he had to win some games. The pressure was on him, so he, he played those guys, and I think he played them too much. Um, PK will have a little bit more insight since he played at a higher level, but with how training is going from oh, – Come on, barely. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you flatter me. Um, hashtag hashtag, hashtag, you, PK. hashtag but, goalkeeper. Oh. Yep. Third, third Just straight. going from um, – different training regiments and different, you know, how that goes. And I know they're saying, you know, we're the most out of shape team that got taken over by uh, when Jose had us, but um, we've had a hell of a lot of injuries since Ole's taken over. I'm not going to of course put all that on him, but it's, it's been more than just those guys. So I won't say a hundred percent let them down, but it does get a little bit suspect. That's for sure. PK, go ahead and jump in on this one. And then I'm going to move on to the next one. And, and a lot of the medical staff has to deal with feedback from the player. Um, you know, it could be maybe Ole's got the guys believing too much that they, they feel like they can't sit a game or two out. You know, a stress fracture is just overdoing it. And I think it's more of not having a backup to Rashford, which is why they went out and got a gallo. Yeah. And, and Rashford, you know, doesn't want to let his teammates down. I remember a game, you know, it was glory days, but we had to cement and slew back to back. And, and I, I, <laughs> I hurt my hamstring pretty bad. In warm-ups against the Smet, finished the game, couldn't walk after. We we beat the Smet because, of course. And I get the warm-ups to slew the next day, and I had two of my ca- fellow captains pull me aside and go, dude, are you okay to play? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And they were about to kick off. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, And I would have played that game. There's no way I should have played that game. And it, it, it's one of those things where you know the training staff has to deal with the feedback from the player. Um and, you know, if the player says he's ready to go, the training staff thinks he's ready to go, they're going to give this, the gaffer, yeah, he's good. And I, I think Marcus Rashford played his cards a little bit to not sit out, just knowing the player that he is, to give him the rest that he needed. And his stress fractures are just from overdoing it, and there's no other player to put in that position. I, I feel Rashford thought if he wasn't in the lineup, we weren't going to win. And I think that's more on, on Woodward not having a backup for Rashford, not having the that. depth at that position. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think it's the med- – I, I think it's a combination between Rashford and the medical staff. The, the medical staff should have seen that. But Rashford's probably not telling them the truth either. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt, by the way, when PK starts talking, I need you to cue glory days by uh, – <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. I've already. I've already. Okay, got, thank I've already you, got the thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay, you guys are the best. So I am so we've, so we've, glad we're we've, doing this again. When 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 this is when this is played, you know, for real, it, it already played by now. So this this is a now. Put me in, now, coach. I'm ready this. to play today. <laughs> Look at me. I can be, I can be <laughs> the goalie. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, be real. I'll be playing it again right now probably. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So a uh, quick answer on this. I'm going to ask all you guys, but, man, I'm going to start with you. And this is my – and I'm going to chime in first on this, to be honest with you. Would you sell Anthony Martial for a happier center forward? My answer is yes. I'm tired of Mr. Gloomy scoring a goal and then, you know, not being happy, you know, walking around, you know, with a scowl on his face. I feel like the dude's constipated all the time. 
I'm tired of that, man. You know, I, I want a happy center forward. I want Ole. You know, I, yeah, I want a happy center forward. Yeah, no. yeah. So, so Hutch, what do you think, dude? What games have you been watching? The last month, the guy, the the last month, the guy has had a smile on his face, and he's been banging in goals. I'm gonna have to put expletive on this one, but fuck no. More. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Cue that one. <laughs> no, man, I, that dude. I'm tired of seeing him. Like, no. Oh, plus, man, I tell you what, he's got he's got per. He he's got resting bitch face and he can't help it. That's just happens to the best of us. <laughs> he, yep. Oh man, <laughs> no, we don't sell him. He he he's having the time of his life right now. You just okay, can't all right. Him. I guess it's just me then. All right, <laughs> PK, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm putting putting this on the T-ball uh, stand for you, man. This is one of my favorites, and I know uh, uh, Ryan's ready to jump in on this one too. Do you miss the special one, Jose Marino? <sighs> You know what? I can watch his funny, hilarious press conferences for other teams. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. he there was a, a flip. Uh, he was packing up food for the the healthcare workers over in England, and he was wearing all Adidas stuff. And and my my mind went, you know, Tottenham sponsored by Nike. He's wearing all this Adidas stuff, and I'm I'm wondering if he got it out of the back of his closet for Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> because he he knew he's like well i'm gonna wear this to pack all this stuff up and i could just toss it out because i could see the tottenham people like no why is he wearing adidas when we're nike it's sponsorship and i could see jo- josie being like oh and i'm just gonna throw this out when i'm done um i, I love josie he cracks me up i'm glad he's not our manager anymore i'll watch his tottenham press conferences all i want but uh you know i, I he served his purpose with united um i don't miss him but i love the guy ryan what's your thought uh I miss him. I still love him. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm happy where we are now. I do miss some of the man managements, especially um, we're always yelling for Olay, when the hell are you going to make a sub, you know, and we're down a goal or we're still tied in the 80th minute. But, no, he's gone. That's it. I'm, I'm over. Oh, uh, man, I tell you what, anytime I see him, I just love him. But, you know, I do feel like that at the end of the day, his tactics, uh, the, the, the uh, football has, has moved on past his tactics. And so as much as I love – Marino, no, no. All right, Matt. Let's go ahead and start with you, man. On a, on our next subject, this is, this was a Facebook poll, and well, we had a lot of uh, banter on the St. Louis Red Army Facebook page about this. Which former United player would you want on your current side? The choices were Rio, Giggsy, Kino, or somebody else. And man, we had a lot of people talk back and forth. And uh, so, Matt, what out of those three? And you can add a fourth if you want. But out of those three, who would you really want? It would fit this team and really make this team jump. Yeah, I, I think if I'm gonna pick of the three, it's it's got to be Rio. I, I think McGuire's been doing a adequate job, but I don't think we're fully locked down at the back. And I think Harry with a Rio would be an incredible center pairing. I think we got. Our general in the in midfield with with Bruno right now. I mean, he shushed Pep Guardiola <laughs> in his first derby. I mean, how, how great is that? So, you know, we, we've we've got a guy with big balls in the midfield who's going to boss everybody around. And so, I, I think the one guy that's going to make an impact out of those three would be Rio. I'd love to have him back. Uh, Ryan, who's your guy? Rio gives you. God, I I hate to to echo Matt, but. I absolutely 100% agree. Um, I think just if, you know, we're in real life and he was coming in, Lindelof hasn't done as well this year. I mean, he really stepped up last year, but he's kind of been absent this year. And I'm going to say something and people are going to laugh, but, hell, I'd almost take Chris Smalling back right now and put him back there. I think I think I'm going to laugh, man. I'm going to yeah, laugh. There you go. Yeah. No, he didn't. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, there it is again. So, <laughs> no, you yeah. did uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I, But, yeah. I don't think we win a title with that pairing. I don't think we win a title All with right. Lindelof. So, yes, I'd love to have another. I'd love to have Rio PK, in there. PK, before you. I go to That'd you, I'm going to ask Matt and Ryan this. So, <clears> you <throat> say you want Rio. I would I would contend I don't want Rio. I want Vidic. I'd take Vidic before I take Rio. Oh, well, oh, yeah, no. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Easily. Of course. Easily. Yeah, yeah, I, yep. yeah. He's from he Serbia. He would have killed Corona already. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, he would. That's right. 100%. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, so, PK, out of those three, Rio, Giggsy, or Kino, who do you say? Kino's my boy. He, he's my favorite United player of all time. 
Um, not just the way he, he played on, on the game days, but the way he held everyone accountable at practice. Um, Keno for sure. He just makes every team better that he plays for. Uh, even know, Ireland. You know, even, even as I uh, think about Ryan Giggs, I would love to have him uh, dribble through everybody like he did at Arsenal in the FA Cup game in 99. Uh, he showed uh, us his sweater. Uh, showed us his sweater uh, afterwards. Oh, man. I tell you what, Giggs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I am, uh, as much as I would say, Keen would be my guy. I tell you, you put him in the midfield right now. At every, he can score goals. He can be. He's your box-to-box midfielder. He is what Scott McTominay wants to be, not who he is right now. So mm-hmm. I think Keno would be by far that. All right. So okay, it's never too early, guys, to talk about summer transfers. And this <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about them since September. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it has been all year. And as you guys. As you guys can see from my show notes here, we have a list. So, listen, I'm – Ronaldo's not on that list. I'm, Hold I'm on. Happy. I got it. Ed Ronaldo. That's right. Ed Ronaldo. There it is. There, there it is. There we go. And you know what? Okay. He's coming home. And you know He's what? I would take, I'd take CR7 in a freaking heartbeat. Are you kidding I don't care how old that, you know, that guy's going to be Absolutely. 50. We're all going to be saying, hey, bring, bring back Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, we don't care, man. Bring back Rooney. You know, yeah. You know, so, <clears> yeah. But with that being said, all right, so here we go. So these are the names that I noticed that we are being strongly linked to. Now, there's only 70 of these names, so I had to pare them down a little bit. But these are the names we're being linked to. And some of them are really, really intriguing. And PK, starting with you, uh, Pierre-Emerick Abamian. Do we take a chance on another Gooner? The last time we did that, man, he's playing the piano in freaking Italy right now. So, Hell's but, no. Yeah, no. so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that right now. No. Why? Why? That guy is he an does, athlete. <sighs> Woo! What is goal score too? He, he is, but he he doesn't fit our system. We're we're quick on the fly. He's a hold up guy. I don't. I, I nope. I don't want him. No. No. All right, uh, Matt. Matter. Uh, Orion. Would you take him or no? Either one. No. Matt? No. We, okay. we got enough guys. All right. Okay, so, Matt, I'm going to go with you now. Oh, man, I'm getting, getting kind of squeezy on this one, man. Jaden Sancho. Woo! That boy is banging home goals in the Bundesliga. All right. Well, we've had, well, we had a bad history, though. You know, oh, McTarian. You know, he sucks. Okay, anyway, uh, what do you think? Jaden Sancho? Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, objectively, yes. I mean, and the guys, the guys had a hell of a year so far, and and he's he's going to be linked with a lot of clubs. But the one thing that does make you nervous, you mentioned uh, Mkhitaryan, but you also had Kagawa. Both those guys were the player of the year for uh, Dortmund, and then we bring them on over here, and they just uh, fell off. I think that was more of a uh, result of who they were playing for at the time. So. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think if you get a chance to bring a guy like that in, you absolutely do it. All right. So I'm going to ask both you guys the same question. Uh, PK, if it costs us 120 million, do you size Jaden Sancho? Yes or no? No, I don't think so. I, I think you, if you can get him for 80 or 90, you do. Um, going back in transfers, it's going to be interesting to see what happens as the transfer sees after everything gets started again. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But, yeah. but, uh, 70, 80, 90. Yeah. Okay. 120, you know, hundred pluses. No, I, I don't, I don't think he's worth it. Uh, Ryan. Okay. The next guy I'm going to show you. Oh, my heart is a flutter right now. I'm telling you hashtag man crush Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish. Uh, Ryan, do we, do we go for it? You know, I, through the whole year, everybody kept talking about, kept talking. About, I said, no, no, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Two reasons. If they get relegated, we could get him cheap. And this is going to be another guy who would just love playing for Manchester United. He would put his absolute heart and soul into this club. So absolutely. Matt, is he the 21st yes. century uh, David Beckham? So I don't know. I'm not as big on Grealish as a lot of the other guys. I think it's more of I feel like we just have gotten burned and other Premier League teams have gotten burned about – this overhyped, you know, guy that's coming up on a team that's not so good. He's the guy on that team. And then they get to a bigger club and they just drop off. So I'm not sold on him. I could be completely wrong. And, and maybe in two years he ends up being the guy that everybody says he's going to be. But I just – I would not PK. pay for that guy. You know what? Take him on. 
I I like our midfield right now with Bruno and maybe if we bring Pogba back, but I, I think Grealish is, is is a quality EPL. He's doing a lot with them, not a lot around him. Put some quality around him, see what happens. Right, Ryan, yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Boys, now, oh, yes. uh, uh, Matt, you bring up a good point though. Uh, would you take Grealish or another guy that's going to get relegated, who's a really good footballer, a guy named Tom Cantwell from Norwich? That guy is a baller. And, I mean, uh, just maybe a step down from Grealish, but uh, that's a guy you can probably get pretty cheap who's also a really good footballer. So just keep that in mind. So, uh, all right, uh, PK? Oh, no. Harry Kane. Ah, uh, you're a wizard, Harry. Bring him on. Uh, uh, all right, but you're dealing with Daniel Levy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, really, Chinese water torture. Oh, hashtag ethnic joke. Yeah, so, but anyway, what do you think? I uh... <laughs> okay. There we go. Um, you know, I, I like Harry Kane a lot. I think he fits in with United because he's a little more dynamic. He's not. He can hold the ball, but he can also play with the ball. Um, he said he played with his ball. Yeah, you know, okay. you know, uh-huh. he's got nothing else to do. He's injured. Yeah, that's right. Um, but again, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see where clubs are financially after all this is done. You know, will, will they take a seventy million for Harry Kane at the end of this? You know, it, I, it. There's a lot. There's so. There's so much unknown because of this work stoppage. Yeah. Where Where it's going to come back and where it's going to be? That you know, judging any transfers right now based off the past is is I. I we can ballpark, but God, we don't know. Right. right. I would lo- transfer aside, transfer. Dollar amount aside, I'd love to have Harry Kane on this team. Ryan, do you think that Levy really lets him go after building that big stadium? Well, yeah, because he's going to need money for that stadium. Um, The thing we have to realize, and even us guys, FFP, we don't have to think about it as Manchester United fans. Well, now we do. Now we do. Um, Not only because of this, because – we haven't played Champions League football in forever. Everybody's got to understand all of our political and commercial dealings have to do with Champions League football, even down to Adidas, even down to Chevy. We haven't gotten paid in a long time, fellas. So we're not – I don't think we – I don't think we're going to have a lot of pickups this year at all. But I think what will happen is Tottenham over there, they've had a great enough run. They're <laughs> still not going to get silverware. They're still not going to have any silverware. Harry will eventually move. He's getting to that cup spin of his career. If he doesn't make the move in the next two or three years, he's just going to be a club man and never want a damn thing. PK, would you rather have Harry Kane Calvin. or Anton Griezmann? Harry Kane. Harry, uh, Matt, you oh, agree yeah. with that? Yep. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, Kane's done it in the Premier League. Griezmann, we we haven't we don't know if he can, and and I'm a little afraid that he's a little overhyped okay. in his career too. Yeah, Matt, uh, absolutely. Cabale, all right, uh, the boy from uh, uh, from Italy there, uh, 28 years old, one of the best center backs in the world, probably going to cost you 80, 90 million. Do you go ahead and spend that much money on another center back? I think so. I think we've, we've seen that that's what we need. And I, I don't want to give up on Lindelof, but I'm not sold that he's going to come through in the end either. So I think Harry's shown that he wants the spot. He wants to step up. And he wants to be the man. I think he's gotten better as the season's gone on. And you pair him with a guy like that, it really solidifies things down. I mean, that's, that's you know, we talked, I talked earlier about Rio. I think that's your, I think that's the, the type of player that, that he can be if you bring him in. And I think that's where our biggest need is right now is, is getting another center back and, Ryan, and what another happened, uh, midfielder. Ryan, what happens that's to Harry Bailly? Money. What happens to, to Axel Tuanzabe? What happens Ooh. to those two guys uh, uh, when you bring in the Kabale? Bye. I mean, well, let's just say if you did bring those guys in, Bailly, he's, he's going to need to go play football somewhere. That guy, is, he's been nails for us. Every time he's come in, he's that guy who could dribble the ball okay. out of the back. He, he reminds me, he reminds me McGuire, of the guy that you play indoor can't. soccer with that has to travel for work. He's great when he's there, but he's out of town <laughs> four games out of the season. <laughs> hey, oh. he's, al- he's, he, he's always out of town when you got to play that the whole right. right. Yeah, you know, he's out of a 12-game season, he's out of town seven of them. He's great. No, it, when he's here, hey, I'm telling he's you, he's done man, work, but let's bring, 
even besides even besides like De Gea's gaffes that he's done, we've oh, let yeah. up some just yeah. horrible <laughs> goals this year. I mean, just god awful. And it's like, my God, can we? We've spent more money on defense in the past three transfer windows. Ryan, do you else. sell De Gea and, still and have Dean Henderson right. come back? No, 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 you don't. No, no, you don't. De Gea, he makes those gaps and he still makes just incredible saves. And nobody wants to talk about Both of them off. Screw those guys. Yeah, yeah. You got to be kidding. Uh, Oh, my God. He scored plenty this year. The guy, he's happy. Let him be happy. Rhett, Rhett, stick to the up and coming. That's it. Good thing we're we're social distancing because there'd be a fight, I think. Rhett. Oh, so the... <laughs> there's got to be somebody uh, out there in the offseason. I, I, I do, I do. I'm bringing him up. I'm bringing He's him right. up. He's right. <laughs> He's spot on. Hey, hey, you spot know what? You guys can, can give me crap all you want to, but here you've got Matt Hutchinson, and he he's lobbying to bring bring a Scouser into Old Trafford. Uh, he wants he wants Coutinho <laughs> to come back and play the midfield. Oh man, just makes my skin crawl thinking about that. Oh. So what, what do you think, Matt? Matt, you, you want this guy, don't you? I, I think that the price is right. I think you go after him. I mean, he's proven he can do it in the Premier League. And I, I think he'll want to come back and, and prove himself here. And just because a guy goes off to another league and, and doesn't light the world fire doesn't mean he can't play well in the Premier League. I it just I think his style will suit as well. I think Bruno can elevate his game. He's certainly a better player than what Fred hey, Matt, you need how great Fred Go ahead, go ahead. And you know right. he's been he's been he's been twice he's been twice removed since he was in Liverpool. And hey, by the way, uh, Manchester United amazing timing. Post on social media a picture of Michael Owen, a former <laughs> Scouser who won a derby for us a few years back, and everybody was smiling. You know, we all forgot he played for Liverpool at that moment. So I think we could all get over it when beat, we see him come. Beat City. Uh, and, uh, Matt, by the way, you need, you need to play the theme to the Price Is Right uh, <laughs> when you when you start that. All right. Okay. Yeah, you got to play that. All right. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, Phil, 15, oh, he sucks. I don't want to. All right. So, all right. Okay. Uh, so, and this guy I'm really kind of interested in, and PK, I'll start with you. Uh, Jude Bellingham. I mean, this guy, I, I don't even know if he's shaving yet. Uh, he's, he's still taking this A-level test. But this kid at Birmingham City is legit. And uh, uh, Ole walked him around the grounds, and uh, supposedly 30 million combined. Uh, that guy can't break into the side right away. Why are you signing? Why are we looking at this guy? Because you want him to embrace the culture. You want him to be part of Manchester United from the beginning, and you want him to see what the club is about. And what better man to walk you around the the grounds than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Mm. I, I, I like the kid. You know, if you know, a lot of clubs are eyeing him. There's got to be something there. I haven't seen him play personally, um, but you know, if he's getting that tout. Let's bring him in. Let's see what he's got. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We, we you know, he shuffles on to his next club. But, you know, the the, the eyes that he's catching, oh, let's take a swing at it. It kind of reminds me of that uh, Ryan Sensegron. Remember at Fulham, he was taking the world by storm. And he's wallowing on the pitch at Tottenham right now, you know. But uh, maybe he's got something more to him than that. So we'll have to see. So, but, uh, all right, I'm saving the best for last, Ryan. Sandro Tonelli. Oh, here he is. Sandro Tonelli. Brescia is getting ready to get relegated in Series A. This kid is 19 years old. He is the real, real deal. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is my new Bruno. This is the guy we need to sign. He's the holding mid, and he is a freaking beast. Ryan, what do you think? All I needed to see and hear was that one of my idols growing up, Andreas Piero, the number 21 for the series, for Italy for so long. He endorses this man. He says he's the best. All right, That's man. all I need to okay, see. Okay, so Tonelli, remember that, remember that name, guys. I was touting Bruno Fernandez, Sandro Tonelli. He needs to be a red. All right, guys, we're going to end, end the show, man. Uh, guys, we, we went an hour and five minutes. Man, Look at man. us go. I'll tell you what, and this, and, and it's been awesome, but uh, I'll tell you what was fun. So Ryan sends out a message to us and says, hey, they're showing Darby's on uh, NBCSN. Turn it on. And it was the 2018 Derby against Man City, three to two. Pogba scores two goals. Smalling with the game winner, uh, game winning header. Guys, I'll tell you what, I felt like I was watching it for the first time uh, in my living room. 
Uh, Matt, you, you were at the dam that day. Uh, give, give us your thoughts on that match. Yeah, that was the one I mentioned at the beginning, but I, I about walked out. It, it was it was such a pitiful first half. And, uh, it, you know, so I think we just all resigned ourselves to just, all right, well, at least we're out. We're out of the house. It's We're out back. It's a beautiful day. Let's just hang out and have some fun. And then you see Pogba get us back into it, and we just lost our minds. And then to see the second goal go in, and, and it was just one of the best mornings I've had out there. And, um you know, just the pride to be a Manchester United fan in that moment and to beat the the Cross City rival was just huge. So what a great moment. Glad we got to see it again the other morning. Um, you know, we got to have some uh, brighter moments than these, these uh, Most not so bright days right now. Very so, good, man. Talking yeah, to you guys was another one. Wholeheartedly. PK, what, I, what really <clears throat> struck me is the new faces, the different faces in that match than what we see today. I mean, that's not that long ago. You know, that's what was that? Uh, it's two years. And – Look at all the names. I mean, so I'm going to run, <clears throat> run some names at all you guys. Here we go. Uh, PK, do we miss Ander Herrera? Mm, a little bit. I, I do. I do. I, I miss his, his gumption, his just – his fight about things. Um, you know, he was great. Passed the Pogba on his chest. Then he spits on cities, Chris. Ole, 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 ole. All right, Ander Herrera, man. I love that guy. All right, uh, PK – or uh, uh, Ryan – Ashley Young and Chris Smalling, they're in Series A. Do we? Do, would you want one of those guys back? Both of them back? None of them back? I said I miss Chris Smalling. I do. He's, He's a done vegan. very He's well. A vegan. He's a vegan. I always thought no, he did want very him. well. I didn't get. Uh, I well, I, I didn't under, I didn't understand all the hate. I never understood all, right. all the hate okay. for Chris Smalling. All I right. never uh, Matt. Uh, let's see, uh, Lukaku. Man, oh, man, that guy's banging goals in Series A left and right. Uh, what do you think, man? Would, would you want him back? I, I'd take him back if he was willing to be a bench player. And a guy you bring on if you need a change, change of pace and, and a body in the box. But he doesn't want to play a role. So uh, <clears throat> if he's not going to agree with nope. that, then I'm fine with him being over there. Uh, no, nah, I want Lukaku back. Leaks I want the chance. better over there. I just want the chance. I, I – I'd bring, I'd, bring, I'd bring back Ibra for, just for the chance. chance. I'd bring back Wayne Rooney just for the chance. <laughs> no, yeah, no, bring back Ibra yeah, for Yeah, no doubt, man. That'd be so <laughs> cool. So, you know what's interesting about that, guys? That, that that team was second in the league. You know, that took second. Yeah. Is that, is that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And that, no. that, really wasn't, that really wasn't a great team either. They overperformed. Oh, and they're – Jose, there was wasn't much at three and four. Either. We weren't good either, either, but because City we were City good. and there wasn't much at three, four, five, and six. Boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? And so, well, boys, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so here's what I'm gonna do here, Same guys. Issue, before really. we go, all right, um, <laughs> all right. So here we go. Now, so I'm gonna give you guys a final thought here. All right, you got, and I'll give you about 20, 30 seconds. Final thought. All right. Uh, about uh, about what we've accomplished as far so far as the season. Uh, think about maybe highs and lows. Think about you know uh, uh, good things, great things, bad things. Whatever you can think of about this season that you want to take away moving towards next season. Right, I want you to think about that for a second because my thought is is watching United finally coalesce and play the way Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants us to, and that's without Marcus Rashford. That's without Paul Pogba. That's the thought that I'm thinking and how we can build moving forward next season. Matt, I'm going to start with you. Everything changed the day Bruno came on to the team. And the ability to start attacking and scoring goals and playing with confidence has finally been there. And it's been so much fun to watch. And it's all because it's been, we finally got that one guy that can unlock everything and, He's arguably the best player we've had walk on the field. In my opinion, I know maybe I'm overstating, okay. but the last Ryan, few years to Ryan. turn a team around like the way he has. Um, it's Ole. He's given us the highest of highs and the lows of lows from PSG to losing again and again against Wolves. Um, there was points at this season where I was like, man, maybe this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know what we're going to do another couple lost years, but it's amazing that one player could come in, Bruno, and change absolutely the entire landscape. 
and it does give me goosebumps. So we get everybody back healthy and we have some depth, just what this team could do. So I'm excited PK, for when the season gets started and more excited. Just enjoy year. it. You know, we, we've been without football for a couple of weeks now and, um, you know, I, I miss the dam. I miss, I miss hanging out with you guys. Um, take it game by game and enjoy it. You know, it's it, it's a long-term thing, you know, for most of us. You know, some of us aren't lucky to still be around. It, it's football, man. Enjoy it. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, guys, it could be worse. You could be the guy in the Warrington Walmart who walked down the aisles and pulled the covers off a deodorant and was licking them and said, Nothing's you, worse and than said, that. <laughs> And said, are you scared of the coronavirus? So (laughs) I'm leaving you guys with that. Up, those are the sounds of Manchester's own Stone Roses, letting us know that we're at the end of the show. I'm your host, Red Oldham, along with the rest of the crew, Patrick Kelly, Ryan Cassad, and Matt Hutchinson. We'll be back sometime in the future with another installment of the St. Louis Red Army podcast. Guys, take care. Thanks for joining us. And glory, glory, Man United.